0: Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I have a question for you. Do you either want to start an online business in 2019 or take your existing online business efforts to an incredibly new level? And if so, I am super excited to bring to you a conversation that I had with my great friend, Amy Porterfield. Now, Amy and I go back many years, uh, just wonderful human being, and I'm j- so delighted to, to work with her today in the different ways that we work together. And also, I'm, I'm quite proud of the fact that I helped her launch her podcast, which is the—she's no- like one of the top 10 internet marketing podcasts In the universe. (laughs) Anyway, she is incredible and she has something exciting coming out here in a few weeks, and I wanted to share it with you. Now, I recorded this conversation a few weeks ago, and as I was editing the conversation today, I took an entire page full of notes. So, there's no question in my mind whether or not to include a conversation with Amy Porterfield with you here in the Cliff Scruff Show because you're going to come away with lots of information that is going to help you succeed in either starting or growing your online business, especially if you have any desire to create an online course. So I want you to tune in for that. Real quickly, I want to let you know that as I was editing the show, I made a decision to cut about four minutes worth of our opening conversation I realized, you know what, let's just jump straight to the meat of this thing. So what I want to let you know is right before where I'm going to jump you into our conversation, we had just talked about the fact that I heard her interviewed on another podcast of a mutual friend of ours. And in that conversation, she told the story how she was out there creating online information about how to do Facebook marketing. And Lewis Howes came along and says, hey, I would love to have you partner with me on creating an online course for Facebook marketing. And Amy's like, heck yeah, because at the time, and it's crazy for me to even imagine there was a time where Amy Porterfield did not have a large audience, but at the time she didn't have a, a very large audience and Lewis Howells had an amazingly large audience. And not to mention the fact that he also had a business partner who had the marketing background to really get the word out about this. And so she talked in this in this other interview about the fact that when Lewis Howes got on those webinars and introduced Amy, he says, "Listen, I'm introducing you to the world's leading authority." No, no, no. the in she is the, the she is the greatest marketing mind when it comes to Facebook in the universe. And he was like really over the top. But it just goes to show that, when the right person notices the work that you're doing and then says listen guys this is somebody you want to pay attention to the credibility that comes from an endorsement from somebody who has a large and loyal audience that is huge and also in that interview we referenced I also referenced the fact that he also placed lots of advertisements for the webinars that they did and so Amy's picture was all over the internet and she talked about in that other interview where the fact that people are like, oh, my gosh, Amy, your business must be exploding. With I mean, I see you everywhere. And she's like, you know, well, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going really well. But the reality is, is that Lewis Howes and his business partner had put so much effort and resources towards those Facebook ads that, you know, just it's like, wow, just the mindset of what a couple Facebook ads and an endorsement from somebody, just how much that means to the psychology of the person who's on the other end hearing from you for the first time or hearing about you from the first time. And of course, it had that impact on me. And that's where you're going to jump into this conversation. Hey, before I jump you straight into the conversation, I want to let you know at the very end of this episode... I'm going to record a personal note, just a personal note from me to you, but only stick around at the end of the episode if you're one of those true fans that wants to hear a personal note from me. So, And by the way, the episode is going to sound like it completely ends, and I'm going to give it like two seconds before I come in with my personal note. So if you're a true fan, it'll almost sound like, uh, okay, is that the end? Stick around. All right. Without any further ado, here is my conversation with Amy Porterfield. You, in my mind, instantly, and I think it, you mentioned, and I think you attribute Lewis Howes being the guy who is telling the world that you're the world's leading authority. And Right. But all, the thing is, is I heard that statement, and it was repeated so many times by so many other people who heard that statement. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, anybody who ever needs to know anything about Facebook advertising. I'm like, you need to see Amy Porterfield. And you mentioned this in that conversation with James Wedmore. It was those Facebook ads that Lewis Howes was paying for that absolutely solidified in my mind that Amy Porterfield is, she must be the real deal because I don't see anybody but serious players out there advertising in Facebook and she's sponsored everywhere.
0: Isn't it crazy? It's so funny when you think about how things work. And and of course what you're referring to is when I launched my first program and Lewis and I did it together and he had the marketing machine. I still didn't even have an audience yet, but I knew a lot about Facebook, so I created the content, Lewis marketed the program, and you're right, he ran ads with my face all over those ads talking about this new Facebook program that we put together and people would say, "My god, your business must be exploding." Because they saw me in ads. And my business wasn't yet exploding. It was right on the cusp at that point. But it's funny how perception is with those Facebook ads.
1: It was. And from that point forward, you were this expert. So, the, And then the I remember the very first time you and I met face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And it was because of our mutual friend, Michael Hyatt. And the platform conference. So Michael had written this New York Times bestseller and created a conference around the platform brand. And so we spoke at several of those together. And yes. that's how I got to know you face to face. That's where we first had conversations. And I had already like when I met you for the first time, I was just like starstruck. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's Amy Porterfield that <laughs> she's that business mogul. You know, and it's like she's the one helping the A-listers. And, and obviously, Michael has respected her very highly to bring her here. And like, and, and I felt like this, you know, who am I to be on the same stage oh, with Amy gosh. and Michael and all these people, you know? But Too no, funny. Yeah, that's that's, was, that's my earliest memories of us connecting.
0: Well, my and I remember all of that. And also, obviously, I learned to podcast through you. And so what was really special is that when I took your podcast program, I remember thinking, holy cow, he cares so deeply. And so beyond just everything you knew about podcasting, the fact that you had this really big heart, you were there to serve, you were more than just podcasting, you were a teacher, you were the one of the best instructors ever, and you were patient and kind, and, and I just thought this is exactly who I'd wanna learn from. So yeah, we have a lot of mutual love between us.
1: That's so awesome. So that's how I originally knew you as the, you're the expert for Facebook advertising. And then there seemed to be a shift somewhere along the way that all of a sudden now Amy's the person to go to for webinar advice, selling products and services via webinars and then, you know, online courses. So I know that you had a lot of success with online courses, teaching people how to do Facebook ads And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why you were so successful at that was because you created an incredible workflow of doing webinars for free and learning how to effectively sell and convert people who are on the free webinars into buying the course. Then all of a sudden you created other courses. Is that how this all went down?
0: Yeah, so I started creating digital courses. First, I just did a Facebook marketing type of course, and then it morphed into a Facebook advertising type of course, and then it morphed into how to market online in general. And I knew that webinars were the best way to promote these digital courses. I didn't know a lot about webinars except what I had done with Tony Robbins in those early days. And so I had to kind of navigate and find my way. But once I realized how powerful webinars were and how much you could connect with people and I don't love or at the time I didn't love to sell online, but I realized if for 45 minutes I give, give, give value in these webinars, it felt like I was earning my right to sell something at the end, like I had really done done the work and I have given given the value that I felt like I needed to give first. So, it was a really easy way for me to ease into transitioning into selling online. And so, yeah, that's how it all came about. And what's funny about you saying, you know, Facebook and then Facebook advertising and all these different things that I've done in the past. One thing I love about an online business and you are a perfect example of this as well. You can always pivot. If, if you're a good teacher and you care enough and you really listen to your audience and know what they need and what they want, you can pivot. Because for so long, I was known as the Facebook marketing expert. And these days, I don't even teach Facebook. I teach how to create digital courses and how to sell them with webinars. And I've done that for many, many years now. But I love that you can really find your way and it, the first thing you choose doesn't need to be the only thing.
1: As you know, I am now a business mentor and I help people through the transition from their soul-sucking day jobs into creating profitable online businesses that allow them to do the work they feel most called to do in this world. Love it. And here's the thing that I see a lot of people who, this is what they want to do. They want to instantly leave their day job and they want to go create an online course. You know, right out of the gate, it's like, listen, I'm going to take all of my years of experience in this day job, and I want to go create a course and market it and sell it. But, and and I'm not saying that that's not possible. Maybe you even have some valuable case studies where people have done that. But what I have seen as the path that most people who I see today who are really successful in this, they've taken a, a journey that's very similar to my journey and also similar to your journey. And that is, it starts out by, number one, doing the grunt work of working with people one-on-one for an extended period of time so that you understand exactly what it is your target market knows and doesn't know about what it is that you want to teach.
0: Yes, Can okay. you speak
1: to that? Like yes. your early days, because you left Tony Robbins to become full-time self-employed and you didn't jump straight into creating Facebook ad courses. You no, were doing I'm... social media not you weren't yes. teaching social media.
0: No. <laughs>
1: what explain what you were doing the grunt yes. work?
0: So I thought I was going to leave corporate and go right into creating digital courses. And then I realized, holy cow, I don't even know how to create a digital course. So I need to slow down a little bit. And I needed to learn about my audience more. So I did social media, like I posted on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube for small businesses. And I did that for a good two years. I dabbled with course creation and started out small, but I had clients. At one time, I had about eight different social media, uh, small business clients where I did their social media for them. And I think you're right. Getting in the trenches and working with people is so incredibly important. Let me tell you a quick story. I have a student, her name is Katrina and Katrina at one time was a really busy physician. And so she worked long, long hours. She was on call. She was constantly going, 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 treating patients. And over time she gained 50 pounds. And so she woke up one morning and she thought, this is not working. I have no energy. I'm tired of feeling this way too much. I have too much weight and I know it's from the stress of my job. So she went to work to lose the weight. So over the Next few months, she lost 50 pounds, and all of her other physician female friends would say, How did you do that? And so she started to work with a few female physicians one on one to teach them what she did to lose the weight. And so when she got results for herself, and then she got results for a few other female physicians, she realized. I can't serve a bunch of people doing what I love now. I love more than anything is to teach how to lose weight, but I know my audience well. So she went on to create a course, not for all women to lose weight, but for busy female physicians to lose weight. And she created this course, $255,000 $255,000 later on her first launch, she realized she was on to something, but it started with her, then a few one-on-one clients, and then she created that course. And I really do feel like that's an, an awesome formula.
1: There are two reasons why I highly recommend that people start off with one-on-one coaching, getting paid to get results for other people that want to be able to do something that you have done successfully. Yes. There are two reasons. Number one, it validates your course, yes. you know, because it, it, you need product validation. Will people pay for this? Amy, how many people do you know, people who have said, I'm going to create a course and they work on building a course for, okay, it's very rarely is it ever weeks, but it's usually yeah. months. And come on, it's seriously years. Yeah. They've yeah. spent years building their course and then they launch it and nobody buys it.
0: Yes, I've seen this many, many, many times.
1: And that can be avoided if you first prove to yourself that people will actually want to pay you to teach them how to do that. And so number one, hiring, having, offering yourself one-on-one, you don't have to prepare for weeks or months or years to be available. You just put up a sales page and a calendar link and schedule those calls. And when people will hire you and pay you money directly one-on-one, and then they tell you, oh my gosh, I am getting results. Thank you for what you do now you validate it. If there, if there are a handful of people out there who have paid you money to teach them this thing, then there's got to be lots of other people out there just like them. And your job is to now create the course, make it available, and then find those other people.
0: A hundred percent. I think that's a, one of the best ways to validate a course idea. Then it only takes you 30 to 60 days to create the course because you know what, what you're doing and you have a goal. Absolutely.
1: And and you also, there. okay, so there's another reason. You have testimonials when you actually yes. go to create your sales page, which is awesome. And not those fake ones that people, it's like, oh yeah, it's like Cliff's a really great guy. <laughs> what <laughs> right, what right. is that? No, seriously. Cl- I hired Cliff to help me launch a podcast and now I have this podcast and this is how awesome it is. Yes. So the second reason is, well, okay, I... Okay, I'm I'm really great at podcasting, and I have this podcasting course that I want to create, right? This is Cliff Ravenscraft in the old days, podcast answer man, podcasting A to Z. If I never worked with people one-on-one, I would have created all kinds of technical how-to tutorials on how to hook up equipment, and I would have created those based upon what I know and what I assume is easy for everyone. And it was through working with people one-on-one. I, my, favorite, my favorite story, Amy, is I had an electrical engineer who hired <laughs> me. He purchased an equipment package from me, and he hired me for two hours to walk him through the setup of everything. And during one of the fir- – we had the first hour, and at the end of the first hour – I had completely failed i'm like mm. i'm sorry i don't know what's going on here um <laughs> it, it, I, I mean it's this is the first time I've ever failed and i'm i'm not I'm not handling it well and i'm like I, i'm sorry it ha- the only thing I can think of is there this is a bad mixer and 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 I had sold it to him, and I felt even doubly worse number one he's got a he's got a dead on arrival mixer that I sold him and I haven't been able to help him figure out and solve how to fix it.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So I'm like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to get off the phone. I'm going to get on RMA. We're going to exchange this. I'm going to send you a new one. He texts me on my phone 35 minutes later. He goes, Cliff, you're not going to believe this. The mixer wasn't plugged in. Stop it. So here's the thing. I have an equipment setup tutorial and I am not kidding you. If you buy, if back in the day, when you bought an equipment package from me and you went through the tutorial, I am not kidding you, I literally show you plugging the cable into the back and I show you plugging it into the wall and I say, do not move forward until you turn the power switch on and you see the green light light up next to the power button.
0: And you wouldn't have known to do that if you didn't work with someone one-on-one. And I think that's such a great story and such a great lesson. And I think when I work with my students to create digital courses, I tell them, I'm not saying you need to take a whole year out of your life and do coaching and consulting only before you can create a course. A few key clients that you work with intensively, like really get in there with them, will answer so many questions of what you need to know. So it's not a huge commitment, but it's so incredibly valuable.
1: So you have transformed so many people's lives as a result of Doing what you did. I mean, you moved out of the one on one. You went to creating Mm -hmm. the courses based upon all of that experience. You've had some great success of your own. And this is what I this is another thing that I have learned about what most of my friends who have online businesses where they find success. It's where you have actually done something that other people want to learn how to do. Yes. And Tony, we, 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 you and I just say Tony and we know who we're talking about, but Tony <laughs> Robbins has this thing he calls role modeling. Mm-hmm. And he suggests, listen, whatever it is that you want to do in life, find somebody who's already successful in doing what it is that you want to do and then go and learn from them. Become a student and learn why, how did they do what they do? What did they do? Why did they do it? And then go and do what they did. And so how do we find success in what we're doing? So you went, you transitioned out of a day job, a corporate day job. Mm -hmm. You started with one-on-one how to do social media and social media marketing. And you, and then all of a sudden you were getting success for your clients in Facebook marketing. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, now I'm going to create a course on Facebook marketing and you're going to sell via webinars. And Did you have some, was it tough at first trying to sell? Did you have some difficult times in the early days?
0: Uh, A lot of difficult times. My first course, I made $267, and I was devastated because I had been watching people do million-dollar launches. Like I had a lot of great contacts from my Robbins days, and so I was like, $267 is the worst thing in the whole world. So I definitely had some misses in the beginning, but I love that you talk about role modeling because so much of what I do as an entrepreneur, I learned from my Tony Robbins days, and I remember, even as a social media consultant, Laura Roeder, do you know that name, Laura Roeder? I do not. She built... Okay, she built Meet Edgar, which is a social media tool. But back in the day, she sold courses. And I called her and said, can I have, she didn't offer this, I just asked for it. Can I pay you for an hour of your time and you tell me how you've built your business? You have a social media business, you're 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 taking clients, you're doing cool things. I need to know how you did it. I was still at Tony Robbins when I made this call because I was thinking about leaving. I remember hiding in my office talking quietly because I hadn't left my corporate job yet, but I was starting to think about it. So I am constantly modeling and finding out who's doing what and how they're doing it. So when I moved into the courses space, I was watching what other people were doing. For sure, I was taking people's courses. I was seeing what I liked about them, what I didn't like about them. I was becoming that student. And I was listening to my students, either my clients or now when I started to dabble with courses, what did they want? Here's the coolest thing. Let's say that you did some one-on-one consulting and you decided, okay, I'm ready to create a course. Usually people start out with what I call a starter course, which is an introductory course. Let me show you how to get started. So for you back in the day, it might be, let me just show you how to get started with podcasting. It wasn't podcasting A to Z, the whole shebang, but just let me give you the basics of what you need to know. Starting with the starter course tends to be a really good place to just get your feet wet as a course creator. What happens is you really pay attention to your students who buy that course, and they will tell you what the next course is you should create. And typically, the next course is your signature course, the one you charge $1,000 for, and it is the whole shebang. But I'm a huge fan of baby steps, walking people through the process of, let's just get as a course creator, let's get our feet wet and let's move into this. You don't have to tackle it all at once.
1: You know, I love that. Um, You don't have to, the the reminder that you don't have to go into the full on, full blown everything course. And my journey, I don't even know if you know this, Amy, but what happened for me is I was using Audacity software in the earliest days of, of my business. And I had discovered Adobe Audition. And when I discovered Adobe Audition, I learned in one afternoon how to do what used to take me three hours to do in Audacity, I could do in 15 minutes in Adobe wow. Audition. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I did a podcast episode talking about why I'm moving to Adobe Audition and just one podcast episode. And the next thing you know, for two weeks, my, my schedule's booked up with one-on-one consulting clients. Now, at the time, people would, people would uh, pay in advance. They would then have a link to schedule a call with me. It would be a two-hour call. And I would not know what it is that they've hired me for until we get on the call.
0: Oh, that would make me so nervous. <laughs> it, it, I mean,
1: but the thing is, is at the point, there was nothing that they could ask me about podcasting that I wasn't prepared to True. answer. yeah. B- by the way, I, at that point, I'd already had more than 40,000 hours put into wow. podcasting. Wow. So I, I, was, wow. I was prepared for any call. Here's what happened, though. But one morning, it was a Tuesday. I had a t- my first call of the day. I had a guy who says, Cliff, I listened to your podcast and I've downloaded the free trial of Adobe Audition. I have no idea what to do with this thing. It, it's like Greek to me. So for two hours via an online shared screen, I'm literally teaching him all the basics of Adobe Audition. What I learned in one afternoon, I taught him. And I'm like, can you do that? This is my, Cliff, you're an angel. Wow, I can- <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I found you. I get off that call 30 minutes later the next call. Cliff, I listened to your podcast and I downloaded the free trial. Like you said, can you teach okay. me how to do You get the picture. I, yes. I had, a, I had lunch. I came back. I had two more two hour calls at the end of the day. I spent eight hours working with four people, teaching them from scratch how to use. I'm like, I never want to teach somebody how to use Adobe Audition again <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and the reality is, is that what I, what I did is I had just started my mailing list because I waited for years. I had 200 people on my mailing list. And this is what I said, guys, I'm going to do a podcast answer, man, webinar bootcamp series.
0: Perfect.
1: I'm going to take the top seven things that people hire me for, uh, how to do Adobe audition one-on-one, the basics, how to use a gr- garage band, how to use Adobe audition how to do WordPress for podcasting, how to use the MDX 4600 compressor limiter gate, all, all of these different things. The top seven things that people pay me for, they typically hire me for two hours. That costs them $600. You're going to get all of that training for $100 per webinar. Or if you buy all seven of them, I'll give it to you for 5 dollars I sold $16,000 worth of webinars to 200 people.
0: Okay. This story is amazing. And what I love about it is that I tell my students all the time, you do not need a big email list to make money. You need to know your audience and really engage with them. They already trusted you. You were good to them from the get go giving value. And then you knew exactly what they wanted and you wouldn't have known exactly what they wanted unless you were meeting with people one-on-one. So it's so valuable. And I was going to say after that one day of those, eight hours of teaching something that you're like, I never want to teach again. You knew, oh, people will pay for this. Oh, because yeah. They, did. Well, they, they
1: yeah. were paying, they were paying $600 for it, 300 bucks wow. an hour. And, wow. and the funny thing is, is I wasn't even giving them re- video recordings at the time. This is 2010. All oh right. My gosh. So, so
0: fantastic. So
1: I did the webinar and I said, not only are you getting this for $100, but I'm also going to give you the video recording of it. And uh, you can watch so it over and over again. And I, I, and I recorded everything locally in high def and I then turned it into my, it, it wasn't a course, although you, it, it was a, di- I called it a digital product because it was just a one training session, but it was a two hour training session. It was a tw- Perfect. It, it was a two hour course, if you will, but it was just one product, one teaching. This is everything you need to know about this. This is everything you need to know. And what happened was I created seven different mini courses if you will or seven different introductory courses and i made them all available for $100 a piece and i think i sold like probably about $280,000 worth of that over the years following
0: jeez so one- fantastic
1: and and eventually i created podcasting a to z a four week training program and i basically said hey if podcasting a to z you get access to every single online course i have I will show you exactly what order to go, them, go through them. And if you sign up, I'm going to be creating new pieces of content that will actually fill in the missing gaps. And so I basically okay. was creating the rest of the course as people were coming through.
0: Oh, my God. I absolutely love this. When you hear other people's stories of how they got started, you realize that there's no exact right or wrong way to do it. You just have to experiment and put yourself out there and get things going. So I love your story so much.
1: Well, Amy, you know that I've transitioned. I'm no longer known as the podcast answer man. Today, I'm Cliff Ravenscraft, business mentor, life coach, and motivational speaker. As a result of that, today, my audience has transitioned along with me. Those that didn't have gone on to other greener pastures of finding other podcasts about podcasting. right? So my audience is going to love what you're doing next. And before we talk about what you're doing next, I want you to briefly tell me about the history and, and the results people were getting with two different courses that everybody that I have ever heard that have gone through them rave about them webinars that convert and was the other one courses that convert
0: yes so a few years ago I created webinars that convert because webinars were always the thing I knew best and I launched that to huge success it was something that I just knew my audience would want and probably still my favorite course I ever created except for the new one now I am very partial to but it was just it's a course that will literally show you how to make money online especially if you have a digital course but then I realized wait a second there's a lot of people that can't use webinars that convert because they don't have a digital course yet. So that's when I went on to create courses that convert. So I kind of did it backwards, but again, you experiment, you learn along the way. And so I launched courses that convert, which is literally A to Z, everything you need to know to launch a digital course. And that one was even a bigger hit. The very first launch was $2.4 million. Like it was a big deal for my audience because it was exactly what they needed. And I know that I am the person that was meant to teach how to create courses and how to launch them online. It's just a gift I have. It's what I know more than anything. And so these courses have been out there for many, many years. And what is what has happened over the last few years? Two things. One, video has become more popular over the years. So when I created these courses, video was was popular, but like nothing like it is now. And so I do webinars differently and I record my courses differently now. So that's changed since I recorded these. Another thing that was happening is somebody would buy courses that convert and they'd say, OK, are you going to teach me how to launch it as well? And it felt like an awkward conversation to say, yes, but you need to go buy webinars that convert. I didn't I didn't like that conversation. It didn't feel right to me. So this year, I've done a lot of work on my my mindset, my, my inner game and what would fuel me and what my audience needs and, and where I want to. Be in this business, and I know that I'm meant to do this work, but I want to do it in a bigger way, so I decided I went back to the drawing board and I created a brand new from scratch course called Digital Course Academy, where I teach my students how to create a digital course and how to launch it, but in one really cohesive system like you don't miss a beat from start to finish. Like the very first video is let's put your launch date on the calendar before we do anything because you're launching this baby, it's not even creating yet, but we're making it happen. We're visualizing it. We're, We're getting it into our bodies. We're making it happen. So it's this whole really holistic approach to creating a digital course and launching it. But there's one twist to it. And that is that I wanted to make sure that my students knew you only need one course to be profitable. And in addition to that, that one course you could launch over and over again, and you don't have to always be reinventing the wheel. And with that, you could literally create what I call a digital course business, where the bulk of your revenue is coming from a digital course, and then you get to say yes to the other things that light you up. You could speak on stage and get paid. You could do a coaching program. You could do whatever you want. But Knowing where your revenue is coming from, one main thing, it gives you a sense of security and freedom and excitement. And so I know not everybody wants a business like that, but I know it's a game changer. So as you can see from my voice, and probably you and I can see each other right now, I'm very excited about just this new chapter that I'm introducing.
1: And this is called Digital Course Academy, the new course. And it's basically everything that you have learned from literally thousands of people going through webinars that convert and courses that convert and and how many times have you updated you know different various portions of those courses right. and answered so many questions and stuff like that and it's like now uh, and, and what I love about this, most of those videos, which were great. I mean, I've I've been inside of it. I've been an affiliate, so I know. um, yes. it, those were mostly screencast recordings, you know. And, right. and one thing that I, I, you and I are connected on Instagram, and I loved your story a couple weeks ago. What was it? <laughs> three full days of filming.
0: <laughs> yes. So I tell my students if it's your first course, you do not need to go big and do direct to camera the whole time. This is my eighth digital course and starting my online business. And for the first time I was on camera for every single video, what we call direct to camera. And there are over 60 videos inside digital course Academy, but just as just to ease people's minds, they're short. My goal was, let me give you short videos so you could get through them and feel accomplished throughout the whole program.
1: I'm telling you, I I haven't seen the new course. I've seen the old stuff. Mm -hmm. It is incredible what you teach there are results that people can see. Yes. I I would not have Amy on here if I did not absolutely believe in who she is and how she shows up in the world and the results that she gets for folks. And I am honored to be among the affiliates for this new course. When do myself and my audience get access to Digital Course Academy?
0: Well, I'm so glad you asked and thank you so much. So, on January 9th, the doors will open and it's going to be a really short time where we're going to keep the doors open and we're going to enroll people in Digital Course Academy. But we're also launching free webinars at that time. So, if you're just curious about what a digital course business looks like and what it would take to get started and if your business is really ready for a digital course. If you want to come behind the scenes of my own business and see what it looks like and how I got things started, I'm Going to share all of that in a webinar. And I think that's the very most perfect place to start. So I know you'll include links to that when we open up those free webinars.
1: Absolutely. In fact, um, is there a, how soon will I have the affiliate link to give to people?
0: So you will have it um, very early January. Very so early very January. Yes. Okay. I think like January 2nd, we're going to start filling up our webinars.
1: All right. So here's the deal I want to warm people up to the idea that this is coming. So I'm going to create inside of my convert kit. I'm going to create an autoresponder sequence to keep people in the loop of, of the fact that this is coming up, why they should be ex- as excited about it as I am. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a landing page. You're going to go to mindsetanswerman.com slash DCA. That's mindsetanswerman.com slash DCA, which stands for Digital Course Academy. Just go in there, put your name and email address. You'll be added to my email list. I will send you some periodic reminders so that you do not miss the launch of these webinars and then the, the open course because this is going to be incredible. I happen to know my audience ex- extremely well. They've, they're like, Cliff, how, how can I create this online course? How can I create this online course? And so I am so excited to have this new resource to forward to people to. And um, I hope people will go over to MindsetAnswerMan.com slash DCA right now to sign up to get notified. Amy, is there anything else that you think people should know? I mean, if, if they have heard our voice, they just heard where they can go to sign up. What else can you say to say for, for anybody who's like, eh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. What can you do to say to push them on the over the fence?
0: I think I, what I'd like to share is that a few a few quick things. Number one, it's never too late to pivot in your business and create a business model that will really work for you. So if you feel like you're not making enough money in your business or you're making money, but not in the way that you want to, like I was in my first two years of business, I was so tired of doing one-on-one work. I just wanted to scream. And so I knew I needed something different. When you're building an online business, you get to pivot. You get to make up how you're going to run the business. You're the boss. And so with that, don't be afraid to say, I might want a different business model. I might want to change things up. A course could really dramatically change your impact in your revenue. You're never too old. It's never too late to make a change in your online business. And so I just want to encourage you to at least explore what this might look like for you. And that's what the free webinar is all about.
1: That is awesome. I love it. I, I will be on many of those webinars because I know that i 'm going to promote them, and I want to make sure that people that have any questions in my community that I can come alongside and be a valuable resource to them as well to to encourage them through the creation of their online courses and And I just love seeing people succeed and I know what's possible through an online business. So Amy, I'm honored to know you. I'm thankful for our friendship and I'm so excited for Digital Course Academy. It's going to make 2019 a whole different year than people ever dreamed possible.
0: Thank you so much, Cliff. I love talking to you. I'm so glad we got this opportunity.
1: Well, my friends, that was the conversation that I had with my great friend Amy Porterfield just a few weeks ago. And I've been intentionally waiting to record the intro and the outro to this episode for the end of December, because I knew that Amy was going to create something special for those who opted in to be notified of the upcoming webinars that she's going to be offering. And of course, then the launch of her course in uh, January. So, Uh, That guide has been created. It's called the Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit. And if for no other reason, you want to go ahead and opt in over at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash DCA, and I'll forward to where you can immediately get access to this Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit. She'll walk you through the three decisions that are fundamental for you to get started with your own online course. Uh, She'll help you decide what kind or what type of course you're going to create. She'll talk about the starter course, the spotlight course, and the signature course. And she's going to give you the pros and cons for each type of course as far as starting out with that type of course. There's other decisions like what are you going to name your course? And I love that she even has in the guide what are you going to stop doing in your business once you've started to create significant amounts of revenue just simply from this online course? And that's where things get fun because it's not so much all about the how do I create it, but you have to have a good enough, a compelling reason why you want to create it. Those who have been through Free the Dream, you know all about leverage and knowing why and what is possible, the benefits, the joy, the the amount of immediate and measurable pleasure that you're going to experience as a result of having an online course that's profitable as a business revenue for you. Uh, that is going to give you the leverage to go through all of the all of the work. And hey, come on, seriously! If you expect to build an online course and not to have it be a significant amount of work, eh, you, this may not be what you want. You just stick with whatever is doing. Stick with whatever you're doing now. But if you're not afraid of work and you're willing to re- reap the benefits down the road that comes from having an online business and an online course. This is incredible. I love the fact that she threw in the leverage part into this free PDF guide that she's giving away, the Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit. If you head over to MindsetAnswerMan.com slash DCA, that stands for Digital Course Academy, I will immediately send you an email telling you how you can get your hands on this course. And of course, I'll be sure to remind you in the future about upcoming webinars, and more specifically, the webinars that I'll be participating in alongside with you throughout the month of January. Anyway, with all of that, i encourage you to head over to MindsetAnswerMan.com DCA right now. And for those of you who are listening to these episodes just as they release, I hope that you have a very wonderful holiday season and Merry Christmas to each and every single one of you. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Well, congratulations. If you are hearing my voice right now, that means you made it to the very special personal note at the end of episode 580. Welcome. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you did go over to Mindsetanswerman.com slash DCA and sign up to be notified when Amy's new Digital Course Academy is available. I am very excited about what that course is going to do to help so many in my community. Launch effective and profitable online courses and not necessarily just to create the courses but how to market them effectively using webinars and I'm not joking when I say I am excited about going through her new version of this combined course from what used to be webinars that convert and courses that convert but now one single course called Digital Course Academy. I'm really excited because I want to take my own online courses to whole new levels of success and um yeah anyway you guys should know by now that I don't just bring anyone into my show and I have a lot of respect for Amy Porterfield Uh, she has a lot of integrity I know people who have had their lives transformed as a result of the stuff that she shares and teaches and As a result of that, I'm like, hey, I want to make sure more people know about this. Because, well, let's just put it this way. There's a lot of stuff out there that isn't great. And I think what Amy does is great. And I think that if you're thinking about your own online courses, actually signing up to be notified for her freebies, her webinars, and stuff like that, it'd be a great case study for you to just be on the recipient end of her marketing for Digital Course Academy, taking notes of the value that she gives away for free, also taking note of how she communicates in her emails. I love how she puts her own personal touch, and and, and you just feel connected to Amy through the emails that she sends. And not only that, but the amount of care and effort that goes into the types of freebies that she gives away, the, the quality of a PDF download, the quality of the content that she shares in webinars, and just also um, the, just the, the amount of value that you receive. Even if you never purchase the end product, the time invested in reading her emails, downloading her freebies going through her webinars, those alone are transformational and uh, the right people who can leverage those resources of the paid product typically do end up buying from her. She's sold over 42,000 versions of her courses. So she's had over 42,000 students and I personally know that she has sold over $8.2 million in sales of just seven courses that she's created over the past several years. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Anyway, I also am excited about the Audio Journal Podcast. You may have heard me mention it recently. It's a brand new podcast that I launched. It is a premium paid subscriber only content that I've created I had tested putting in some of these audio journal episodes where I'm just out for a walk and talking and sharing thoughts that are on my mind. And when I first launched that podcast, I thought that, you know what? I'm just gonna have a separate podcast for those true fans who who don't care if I just get outside, hit the record button with no idea what I'm going to say and just start speaking off the top of my head. And I will share with you that The first few episodes, maybe the first five or six episodes, kind of had that flair to it, but as I was going through, I, I can't remember what episode it was, but there was an episode where I started sharing where I was reading this book called Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley, and I just remembered, oh my gosh, I had completely forgotten about just how important intentional communication is. And I've been reminded about how valuable people's time is. Now the reality is is that I subscribe to a private paid member only podcast from my friend Father Roderick Von Hogan that he set up through the Patreon service. And there are times when his content is just him rambling. And I'm a true fan of his. And you know what? Quite frankly, I just find his... His voice, encouraging and inspiration, you know, inspirational and soothing. And there are times throughout my day where I'm doing things like maybe fixing myself breakfast or lunch or going for a drive in the car and I just turn one of those episodes on and it doesn't matter to me what he's saying, what he's sharing, whether or not he thought about what he was going to talk about for that particular episode ahead of time. I just enjoy the fact that that he keeps me company. And I know that I have those members in my community as well. And when I first started thinking about what, you know, the idea of creating the audio journal, I kind of thought I would just create content for those individuals. But here's the thing. I know that what I'm sharing in the audio journal is so much more valuable than I ever even imagined, especially with some of the feedback I've gotten from some of the episodes that I've shared. And I realized that if I continue to put out, you know, such amazing content, but also have inside of it uh, several episodes where, well, quite frankly, you know, there's a lot of rambling and not a whole lot of point to what I'm saying other than just to keep people company. I realized that that, that podcast overall as a whole is not going to be appealing to as many people. And so I decided, wait a second, I'm going to go back to the drawing board when it comes to my vision of what the audio journal podcast is. And so I wanted to just give you an update that the audio journal is no longer just a random me out for a walk sharing anything and everything that comes to my mind just talking randomly. <laughs> While I do believe there's a lot of value in a lot of the things that come out of those episodes, I just know it's not the best use of most people's time. And I wanted to let you know that I've made a commitment, even in the audio journal, when I hit the record button, I'm going to know ahead of time the topics that I'm going to share. The purpose of the audio journal from this point forward is to continue to be very intentional about what I'm sharing and why I'm sharing it and it's become the insiders club you know there it's it's inside information that and I didn't realize just how important this would be but because it's not publicly available information not nobody can just randomly find this on the internet anywhere and start listening No, the only people who can hear this content are people who have said, Cliff, I'm willing to pay for it. And it's 10 bucks a month. I mean, come on, it's not expensive. But the thing is, is that because it's not public information, I have found myself getting even more authentic, more transparent than ever before about what I'm sharing. And I've, I've found it freeing in so many ways to to just be tr- totally transparent now you may think well cliff how's that possible you've been so transparent so authentic over the yes i have but i'll give you an example of what i'm talking about so there was an episode uh back in september of 2017 uh, 2018 of the cliff ravenscrash Show, and it was all about the profit and loss statement of the free the dream conference and I was very transparent there. I talked about my goal and my vision for Free the Dream and how I was going to attempt to have 300 people and and how I, when it was all said and done, I had 87 people. And then at the end of that episode, it came to the conclusion that, well, we didn't make as much profit as I thought. And in fact, at the end of the episode, we had revealed that after all the invoices were paid, we made a total of $1,500 profit. Well... <laughs> that's not the end of the story. And so with the audio journal, I recently released episode number, I think it was episode 11. Let me uh, pull out my phone and I will tell you for sure. It was episode 11 and it's called, it's titled Walking the Talk. And it is a lengthy episode, but there are some revelations that came out after I released that episode where I shared the profit and loss statement, but man, it it, basically what episode number 11 is of the audio journal. It's the full story. Now I got to tell you, um, and I, and I hate to even say this, but I'm just going to be honest with you. That episode is one hour and 51 minutes long. Now I got to tell you my commitment for all content that I create moving forward is I never want anything Public or even pr- private inside of the audio general, I never want any piece of content anymore to be over one hour in length. That's just personal desire of mine, a personal commitment of mine. The only exception I will ever make moving forward being as intentional as I plan to be is that if an episode that i'm recording there's no rambling involved whatsoever i'm sharing intentionally exactly. What needs to be shared, nothing more, but here's the thing, nothing less than what I feel needs to be shared to communicate what I set out as the goal, the mission, the purpose, the burden I have on my heart to share what I I need to share. If that has to be more than an hour, then it will be more than an hour. And that was episode 11 of the audio journal podcast where I shared the full story. It's called Walking the Talk. But I wanna let you know that I'm also committed with the audio journal podcast. It is a minimum of one episode per week. And my goal is not to overburden people with too many episodes. There are be many times when I might do one episode per week, sometimes maybe two or three episodes in a single week. I would imagine that will be the norm. And I'm not saying there won't ever be a time where there's just so much going on and so many things that I want to share and give you the behind the scenes insider look as to the step by step process of this big, massive thing, this major project. And I wanna give you all the details as it's happening. Who knows, there may be a week where you get like six or seven episodes in a single week, but it will be intentional. It will not be rambling. It will not be, uh, it will just not be that, hey, let me just hit the record button and say whatever comes to my mind kind of content. That's not the kind of content I want to create publicly or privately. Uh, that's something that I've I've kind of determined. Now, with that being said, has has there is there a, will I never do that ever again? And the answer is, uh, you know what? Maybe there will be an occasion every now and then when I just feel led to share whatever comes to my mind, and I need to process verbally out loud something. But here's the thing: that will happen few and far between. Uh, as far as episodes of the audio journal. And when I do that, I will make sure that at the end of the episode, after I've done my sign off, I will then record an intro to that episode and say, Hey guys, when I started this episode, I had no idea what I was going to say. I needed to verbally process some things. But now that this episode has ended, I'm now recording the intro. And here is exactly what you will get. If you listen to this episode There is a bit of rambling or there isn't a bit of rambling. It depends on whatever happened. I will share all of that at the front of the episode and then that way any subscriber to the audio journal podcast can make a decision right there. Is this worth my time? Is this the kind of content I want to listen to today? And so I just want to let you know, I've actually kind of found my voice in a brand new podcast called the audio journal and I had a conversation with my friend, Chris Pavone recently. And I was kind of wondering, you know, there are some people that I thought for sure would have been interested in the audio journal podcast. And I I couldn't figure out why some of these folks like my friend, Chris Pavone hadn't yet signed up. So I was having a text conversation with uh, Chris and this is what I asked him. I said, hey, are you aware that I launched a new podcast called the audio journal? And he says, yes, I heard about the journal. I've been meaning to check out the Patreon page. I enjoy your random thoughts. And I said, cool. I said, no pressure at all. But I just wanted you to know that the content that I'm creating there is the type of content that I know that you would love. He says, right. I no, Seriously, I appreciate it. I, and then he says, by the way, I met at Chipotle. And I said, ah, cool. F- fond memories of our first chat there. He says, yes, indeed. And then I wrote, I, I waited a little bit. I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and ask do you have any interest in subscribing to the audio journal? I'm just curious. And I love what Chris Pavone wrote. He says, I do have an interest in subscribing just because it's something that you're putting out and I'm always interested and enjoy your content. He says, but I kind of also feel that With it being paid a subscription, I can still get that same content for free by watching your Instagram stories, Facebook lives, and following you on social media. So I think I'm less likely to subscribe through Patreon because it almost gives me the feeling of, eh, I can get the same content elsewhere, but I'm just helping Cliff out. Maybe I'm off base about the content of the audio journal. And so I'm like, wow, that is exactly the kind of feedback I needed to hear because, well... The truth is, is that he's right. Prior to my launching the audio journal podcast, I was sharing all of that through all of my various social media channels. I was including it into the Cliff Ravenscraft show. I was creating almost daily vlogs on YouTube and I was doing lots of Facebook Lives and I was creating the kind of content that now is only in the audio journal I was putting out there publicly. But again, what I realized is, man, if I want to be really intentional about taking my business and my message to a whole new level in the year ahead, I need to get back to what I know to be true. And that is for me to gain new true fans moving forward. I have to be intentional about the content that I'm creating. It's not that I can't be authentic and transparent. As you can tell, I'm still here doing that at the end of this episode. But the reality is, is that I need to make sure that I'm not just rambling. I'm not wasting people's times. I know I know that there's a small percentage of my audience overall who would be interested in all of this stuff, but it's not the great first impression for somebody brand new to my brand and my message. There's something better that I can give them as a first impression. My best content, my most intentional content that's going to add the most value. And not to mention the fact that there's still a large number of people who just don't want to hear me ramble. And I'm like, okay, note taken to self. And so what I told Chris, I said, yeah, you know, that would have been true previously. But just want to let you know that moving forward, I've made some radical shifts in how I'm going to be creating content publicly moving forward. And the kind of content that you're talking about that I'm sharing in the audio journal, that stuff will no longer be shared in that way, and certainly nowhere near the frequency of what I've been doing previously through all those other social platforms. And he's like, Oh, dude, well, then that that sums it up, man. <laughs> he subscribed right after that. But the I just wanted to see if there's anybody else out there that kind of had that same feeling and were concerned about some of the the way that I've been talking about the audio journal previously. And and I'm finding my voice And the audio journal is something that I'm extremely excited about. And it is something that I've even brought a new level of intentionality to. And I want to invite you to head over to mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. Mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. And if nothing else, sign up for it and listen to episode number 10 or episode number 11 or anything after that. And you'll find that that's the kind of content that I'll be creating there moving forward. And you can decide whether or not it's worth it. If you happen to be listening to my voice right now, you're probably one that would be most interested in what I have to offer and what I'll be sharing, especially as we enter into what I think is going to be the most explosively awesome new year of my online business adventure and how that's going to impact all the different various aspects of my life, personally and professionally. So if you're interested, come join me on the journey over at The Audio Journal. It is mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. Again, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a true fan. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you again next week.